You're listening to the Better Thoughts Podcast, brought to you by the Better Thoughts Campaign. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Better Thoughts podcast. I'm joined here today with one half of the Stone Immaculate. It's a band based in Glasgow. Um, you may have heard of them before from our page. We've done a charity gig a couple of years ago and they were gracious enough to, to come on and perform for us on that, which was a great night. Um, and I've been, I've been a fan of music since that, so, so that's great. Um, before we sort of kick off... Um, Sorry, I'm an old mate. <laughs> before, Sorry, I'm before we kick off, um, just a thank you to the sponsor of the podcast, Insight Sups. There's going to be a couple of things that we're going to be talking about um, today that I'm going to kind of splice in with things about Insight because there's a couple of products that I've got in mind for the lads that might help them. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a wee minute. But thank you to the sponsor. So, we were talking just uh, before we started there about that phrase in one half of the Stone Immaculate. And you were saying you were the better half. So why don't you, if you introduce yourselves and just sort of what your role is in the band? Um, I'm Louis. Uh, I'm the one of the main songwriters of the band alongside Arson, and I play rhythm guitar or piano or whatever isn't lead or bass basically cool That's cool it. and i write lyrics nice <laughs> yeah i played bass and write some songs yeah 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 uh, i've quite a fair amount of ideas in that just to try and contribute Cool. Yeah. So kind of sharing the, the songwriting aspect. It's not all not all on you, Lou. It's kind of a team effort. Yeah, I'm not I'm not good enough. Like I'm not <laughs> technically good enough at, at guitar to write anything like extremely cool. Yeah. But um I can I put the songs like, like I can compose the songs rather than write the hooks, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that are like that. I'm like that, so I like I play the guitar, um not to any good level at all. But I'm good at coming up with things, so I could like hum a tune, and someone that is good could play it. So that the same kind of thing with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. Yeah, like most of a lot of people like that. To be fair, so in terms of the band, then so Stone Immaculate or Stony Max. So where where does the name come from, and how how did the band start originally? Oh, uh, the name comes from when I was like 16, 17. I was pure into the Doors. And it's just a Doors lyric, and it just sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really honestly it. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, and I met Harrison around that time as well. We went to the same college, mm-hmm. and uh, we were in separate bands until the very end of the year, and then that's when we became the Stoned Immaculate. But it was just us two uh, and a uh, drummer who lives in Poland now. But right. then we also went to Scott with Scott. It was Scott that was in yeah. that college. And uh, he asked me to join his band, and then it, it was with him, Callum, this other guy, 
and then the other guy left and then Harrison joined and now we're here. <laughs> that was very long-winded, I apologise. No, no, no worries, no worries. <laughs> um, that sort of explains, obviously, so since, since that charity gig, obviously, I've, I've, been, I've been a fan of your music and I, I can tell that there's been a change in sound over the last couple of years. So that that's what I was going to say. Harrison. Is that due to just changing in band members and that kind of constant change? Yeah, definitely. It's purely Harrison. Like he, he came in and fucking just it was just like the last piece of the puzzle. Like before yeah. we were just uh, alright and that, but I feel like Harrison came and made us fucking all tight. Yeah. And because he because we he already knew us from before, it was just like a very easy transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't bands with Scott and all before at the college. Ah, uh, so he's had a connection already, basically. What what was it he's done in college? Was it music related at all? Uh, what well, were you in a different thing for me? Well, I the same thing. Yeah. yeah, so like we went to the Academy of Music and Sounds, which is a good, it's a good college, man. But uh, mm. I, I was just, just, I just didn't. Like, I'm really bad at doing college work and shit, <laughs> um, which we'll tap into later, I imagine. But uh, <laughs> no, fucking, we we done the same course. It was uh, music performance, it's yeah. called, and Harrison nice. done bass, and I done songwriting. Cool. So, in terms of your sound, then, so where where you are just now? So, the most recent EP, um, called Nah, which we will we'll get into a wee bit more, um, in a wee bit. Got a new EP on the horizon as well, um, coming out on the seventh of May. So, by the time this episode comes out, that EP will already be out. So, make sure you go and check out the new EP. Um, that will be available from Stone the Market. It'll be on Spotify, everything like that. You can check it out. So how how would you describe your sound just now? What what would you describe it as or, or your compare yourself to? Are you, are you are you saying like the sounds that the public hear from us or the one that we're currently on that they haven't heard yet kind of thing? Like we talking could, could, could go into both. So what what was your sound comparable to that we know of, and what have you what are you transitioning into? Ah right. I would say for now, now was like I don't know. Yeah, more more punk. Yeah, uh, yeah. faster or kind of, but we didn't. I don't know. We we were that was when we wrote all that shit when we were like actual had lives and we were going outside and all that shit. So it was a bit yeah. more like energetic action. Yeah, fucking action factor <laughs> shit, you know. And it's a bit more like that, but. Fucking the second EP that is going to be outed, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, uh, this one's like a bit more uh, acoustic and okay. in it um, from Emmy, and it's got uh, organ. Uh, what would you say? Like, because you fucking you know that shit. Yeah, uh, a bit more. Psychedelic, yeah, a bit more psychedelic. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear it because it's always because the sound, the sound has changed multiple times since, since obviously since I've met you guys. Um, yeah. so I'm, in, I'm interested to hear what it's going to be, what it's going to be sounding like. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think um, there's quite a fair bit of inspiration from like Bob Dylan, yeah. uh, and like that kind of sixties kind of rock, like sixties psychedelic rock. I think is a pretty key element to. It. Um. Yeah. Sorry, just to finish my thought, but that was yeah. yeah. 
But I don't, I don't know, man. I think, like, because we, we've been trying to change the sound up quite a lot. Like, mm-hmm. ev- everything we do, we don't want to just sit on that and just be like, oh, it's stoned immaculate with our 60s psychedelic rock sound. <laughs> we want to be like, oh, that, that EP was good because it was like that. And this EP was good because it was like that. Yeah. And this is good because it's nothing like those two, but it still sounds like them somehow. Like, that kind of shit. We just want just evolving as a band in general. Yeah, like you don't want to just stick on the same sound or you'll just get stale. Do you know what I mean? Do you, think, do you think that's something that you've just sort of, as a collective, you've just sort of decided or, or were you inspired? Like when, when you describe that, Brig Me Horizon comes to mind for me. If you, yeah. I don't know if you're a fan of them, um, but if you look at their, their albums, they've changed genres maybe seven or eight times over their, over their last few years. Um, yeah, like I've never delved into them, uh, but I can. I, I think like I can like kind of like David Bowie, you know how he fucking changes it up and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of what I do. Like we do like, a punky beat and we do like that. Yeah, like Keish, that band from uh, Glasgow as well. Their quality, they they've been doing it. Like right now, they're a fucking pretty hard rock, pretty mm-hmm. like psychedelic hard rock, quite King Gizzard and the Lizard, as I did say. But I think it's quite like. All my favourite bands do that. Like I can't think of like yeah. even Kendrick Lamar fucking does it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Love Kendrick Lamar. Who fucking doesn't? I still I still say to this day that's probably one of the best gigs I've ever been to was uh, Kendrick Lamar. You got the hydro? Yeah. Yeah, mate. I was there. I got the golden circle tickets. Fantastic, I was like, fucking, man. It was amazing. I was like I'm clo- <laughs> I was closer to him than I am to this laptop, bro. Really? Fucking- I, I, I was not I had to fight my way to get remotely close, but no, that was that was an amazing show. Very, very good. Halfway through, right? Like he disappeared. Do you remember that he disappeared mm. and then in the middle of the fucking room? And I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was actually like so checking, man. That was such a good gig. <laughs> so, in in terms of so obviously you, you said you sort of share the songwriting aspect of things, um, and obviously you like studied songwriting. So, is that where where do you think the inspiration for the lyrics comes from? If we if we talk about uh, nah, which which is obviously is out, so we've obviously we've, we've heard that songs like ice cream, um, chin up as well. I feel like when you listen to them, you show this really really strong emotional side to yourselves, which I think is is different to other songs from you. I think those two in particular I picked up on. Um, you know, like one of them, the chorus is literally shouting, "What is the point at all?" Over and over and over uh-huh. again. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. do you, do you think there's think there's an aspect of like poor mental health that goes into the songwriting, or or how how do you come up with these lyrics? Where is the inspiration drawn from? Um, I mean, pro- I mean, end of the day, man, like it's kind of every lyricist. It's kind of, the, I would say, maybe the same answer. It's like shit that sounds cool, but also is personal to you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, you kind of need to, uh, oh, I don't know, man. Because, like, the, the thing is, it's kind of, it is like really emotional and shit. Like, I don't listen to ice cream. Like, I can't be asked listening to it because it just depresses me. Yeah. But once uh, once we finished the song and it was out, I felt a uh, nice, like, kind of, mm-hmm. that was like, ah. It's a really that, good song. That. Thank you. Uh, Harrison actually wrote all the music for it. Really? It was like uh, that's the things that like, I would write the lyrics and I'd come in the house and be like, Oh, I've got some fucking chill yeah. chords and he wrote both and it's fucking 
it just it, we kind of like locked together pretty well. So would you say then, in terms of, in terms of mental health in general, do you think music and and your music is a good way to kind of channel things like that? When you say, obviously it, it needs to sound good. I think everyone knows you write it to sound good, but when you say that it's personal, do do you experience like these kind of problems? Do you experience poor mental health or things like that? I think there's. I mean, yeah, man. Like, I think, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think I could. It's kind, of, it's kind of shit, isn't it? Like, you, you could. I probably couldn't write those lyrics if I didn't feel so fucking shit half the time. Yeah, <laughs> but it's completely understandable. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's kind, of, it's kind of a weird one, but um, I don't know. Like, I think uh, it's quite, it's it's quite nice to know. Like, see when you like, like see when you're depressed and that you listen to fucking sad songs. Yeah, and it's because. It's kind of comforting to know other folk feel the same way. Yeah, I think that's definitely. like if you're vague enough in your lyrics that people can make their own story or make their own thoughts out of it instead of you being like this. Like on the seventh of September, I felt really sad because of this exact reason. Like yeah. instead of that, you <laughs> like oh, I felt sad in September, and people are like oh, I feel sad in September too sometimes, and then like. Yeah, I don't know. You need to keep it vague, is what I'm saying. But yeah, also, no. like, have a little look that's come through. It's actually a really I'm, I'm not really profound uh, thought. Actually, when, when, you, <laughs> when you say that, like, when you say that, when people, when you, when you're vague about your lyrics, or uh, and and people can relate to it, and like people can draw to it, I think that's huge in music. Um, obviously, I think our our Although I love your music, I think our taste in music is very, very different. Although I, I have a massive range of music that I like, but that whole thing of feeling comfort in depressive music—I don't know if you recognise. He's on this side, uh, Lil Peep. Oh, I love Peep. Yeah, no, I've never see again, man. Never listened to him, but like I'm literally like a couple inches off because I fucking love like Mark Miller, and it's yeah. kind of. It's the same sort of scene, like the codeine scene, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like sad, sad boy emo rap sort of genre. That's sad boy rap, man. Yeah, that's that's my but, that's yeah. sort of my main genre. I've got literally Lil Peeps there, yeah. XXX Tentacion's there, and beside him's Juice World. So yeah, um, fair enough, man. That's I'm, I'm big into. I, I I do love music. Um, it's, it's a huge thing for me. Um, so obviously. When you're sort of saying obvious, obviously you do you do experience um, these sort of like poor mental health episodes and, and it's shown sometimes in the lyrics, especially when you're saying you, that you can't even listen to ice cream. Yeah. How how, <laughs> how do you how do you cope with those feelings? Like, what do you do to cope with those feelings, or do you cope? Um, I. I... I mean, when I don't cope, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. But I try never like let it get to that point. I, I think the best thing for me is honestly just seeing people, like seeing my pals, and like not, yeah, not just sitting not in, on your own, like fucking listening to Mac Miller. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like that, that shit. You, man, it makes it worse. But then again, there's sometimes where you're like, ah, like definitely a couple points to lockdown. I know me and Harrison are both like this, where you just like want it to be like that, like you can't even get yeah. out of that. Because it's just like, well, what is the fucking point? Oh. Exactly. I think it's, it's something that a lot of people can relate to, um, especially the social aspect. So on the Better Thoughts campaign page, it was yesterday or the other day, I posted a video of Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. And what he said 
was that when he's out and when he's out being a bandmate, being a, a husband, a father, he feels amazing, he feels great. But when he's alone, he's that he's a, he said he's a different person than he said that in here there's another Chester that wants to bring him down. Yeah, well, that's yeah, fuck it, exactly. That's exactly how I feel, man. Um, yeah. I think it's something that's really common to be fair, especially just now with lockdown. I think we've realized how important social lives are, how important seeing people is because. It is, it is that thing, whether whether you do struggle with mental health in general or not, if you spend a lot of time on your own, I think you just develop it. I think it just happens. Um, and obviously that 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 does come across in your music. Um one of the one of the other sort of themes that that I picked up on in the EP um was insomnia. Yeah. Is it be- is it yourself <laughs> that, that struggles with that? Yeah, yeah, man. It co- it comes in extreme waves, and it's not too bad at the moment. I've actually been sleeping well. I've been sleeping okay, but I've not been sleeping until like six in the morning. Yeah, you know what I mean. But until like two in the afternoon, so still sleep, but it's not when I'd like it to be. Yeah. But I've had I've had that since I was like sixteen, man, and it's just been fucking constant. Um, and I found ways to kind of deal with it, and I be like, see if I actually exercise, see if I'm walking about a lot, yeah. and like. Doing stuff during the day, I, I usually can get to sleep pretty easily. But see you throughout lockdown, where you're just like sitting about doing fuck all. That like, yeah. I basically sleep at one point for like two weeks, so that was just like brutal. But I don't know, man. Like I just think it's it's quite quite interesting. Like see when you sing about it, it like I feel like a lot of people have it, but they don't realise. Yeah, and so. I've I've cl- I've had clinic clinical insomnia for like I'm 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 to bit I'm twenty three. I said I've probably had it since like 16, 17 as well. Um, yeah. How do you fucking deal with it? Because like I'm, I've not actually like got any. Like, so, I use fucking sleeping pills. <laughs> mate, so I've this got, is what this is what I was gonna say. So the sponsor of this podcast is a supplement company, and it's basically the. I, I explained this in the trailer for anyone that's not uh, listened to the the trailer for the podcast. I approached them. They were, the, they were the only company that I approached to ask for a sponsorship because I or I order from them every month, and I have done for 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 ages now. And their products, as well as antidepressants, are the reason like that I cured my insomnia basically. Um, so what I was going to recommend to you, there's a couple of things. So this is the supplement needs. Try and put this on the camera. Supplement yeah. needs sleep stack. So this right. is formulated. It's by a guy called Doctor Dean Saint Mark, um, and it's basically just a, a, a clinically dosed sleep aid. So see your things like you get like sleep aids and like boots and all that, and it's like a kind of herbal remedy. Yeah, like these, uh, these are more like your kind of clinically proven uh, sleep ingredients. So this is quite expensive um, for a month supply or. A, for a two month supply, it's like forty five quid. So if you can afford it, I would I would highly recommend it. If not, you can get the ingredients that's in this, and try and just sort of like concoct your own version of it. Um, it's basically it's ZMA, which is zinc, magnesium, and vitamin B six, and that's like a, a proven sort of trio of of compounds um, to help you to to get a good sleep. What what they basically do is they help you get to sleep. Then what right. was also in this is a, 
ingredient called 5-HTP. I think it's 5-hydroxytryptophan. What that does is it's like a natural serotonin booster, which helps you sleep for longer. So it stops you waking up during the night sort of thing. And then the last thing in this is L-theanine, which I, I think is for me when I have L-theanine, it just makes your dreams really, really vivid for me. Um, but but I take this every single night, um, and I have done for ages now, um, and it's completely cured my insomnia. I also stack it up with this. You could just try this on its own, um, ashwagandha. Basically, it's like some random tree bark somewhere, <laughs> right? But it's the effect is crazy. So <laughs> basically, like when I'm when I, if I go to the gym. Say my heart rate is like 150 or something. If I take two of these, it'll come right back down to like 50. Yeah, so it's kind of like anxiety almost, like for yeah. stuff like that. So it's like, uh, I would recommend it. Like, obviously, if, if people have anxiety, I recommend getting anxiety medication. Yeah. Like, I, I take yeah. I take a, a drug called propranolol for, for anxiety. So I'd recommend that. But a lot, I know a lot of people don't want to get like a prescription for something. Like don't, that, I'm, I'm scared to get anything for anything to do with that kind of shit, man. I just yeah. kind of like with it myself, but I just, I'm just scared about it because I don't want like. What is it? This 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 could be something we're we're, we're veering off <laughs> from, from your music, but that's fine. But so what is it? What is it that scares you about about that kind of thing of getting that sort of thing? I don't know, man. I just. Uh, Cause like I know a few people have taken it and uh, it kind of like kind of like clears them out mentally I think and it's like mm. I, I, I kind of need to have those thoughts otherwise I'll probably just end up being fucking a shite songwriter <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that sounds quite bad but like I, I get, I like get you what you mean. mean. I get what you mean. I need. I, I feel like more comfortable working through my feelings. Like, I, I would really like start going to therapy. I used to go to therapy all the time. Yeah, uh, but I don't have the money for it. But I, I would. I think I'm going to try and start getting like a counselor or something. What but, I, What I would say is, if it's a weird system with the NHS, so see to get cognitive behavioral therapy covered by the NHS, you need yeah. to get diagnosed with depression or anxiety, right? And they're going to try and just give you a pill instead because it's cheaper for them. Than yeah, employing we'll a therapist, that. so that's what I'm saying. It's it's a, it's a weird system. What I would recommend for you though is, I know you said some people it kind of clears them out mentally. Yeah. There's lots and lots of different types. So well, the, see, that's the other thing is I didn't want to like just sit and like trial and error and just take yeah. tons of different. Like I'd rather, I'd rather just like like talk about it with my pals and like I, yeah, I'd like. Fucking with my chemical balance, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, completely. I think I think there comes like, there comes a point where I think there needs to be intervention. I think with you, by the sounds of it, you're nowhere near that point. By the sounds no, of it, you manage no. that very very well on your own. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty good. At, I'm pretty good at kind of keeping myself on this. Like sometimes I'll fucking hit one, but like yeah. if I've got powder, like I'm just I'm good. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think when it when it comes down to to actually the like the taking of the medication i think it's yeah. purely when there's when there is that chemical imbalance that's when i would say that 
I would definitely recommend to get a prescribed medication. But it sounds like with yourself, I think it's just a general insomnia and just general yeah. life. Because yeah. everyone, everyone gets these like, feelings. Gonna... This is the thing, like I've, the the terms depression and anxiety are thrown thrown around a lot. Um, so I, I'm very like pro diagnosis. I would rather someone get diagnosed with something than just yeah. say I am depressed. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, like, yeah, I would say that. Like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anyone to think I'm fucking like, like anywhere near like the stage of like that. But I mean, I, I'm like anyone else, man. Like, I get fucking sad and that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I do. I did develop a fucking severe anxiety last year, but it's kind of going away now. Like, yeah, that was that was all to do with like, uh, do my friends hate me? Like, and all that kind of shit. But now, intrusive like, thoughts. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know, man. I can work because I'd say Harrison's um, kind of a bit different from me in the sense that he's like he's totally cool. Like going to the doctor and that, I, I just yeah. fucking have a thing again. But, like I'm just, I'm just fucking para on it to be honest. Yeah. Like that's me with dentists, man. I'm fine. Yeah, do you not like? I'm fine going. I'm fine going to the doctor. I so I was I was offered therapy. You'll hate me for this because I turned it down and you can't get it, which is annoying. Um. <laughs> But I was offered it and I said no because that it's just I feel like I can't do it. But I yeah, feel like more comfortable. Yeah, like I feel more comfortable. It's a weird thing to describe. See, when you run a mental health charity and you talk publicly about mental health, but then you also can't talk to someone about your mental health. It's a very weird situation to be in. Um, but for me personally, if 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 therapy is your thing and you're comfortable with it keep pursuing it man keep at them because eventually you will get referred there is a long waiting list and it's yeah. brutal but you will you will get referred eventually if you keep at them because see if you just say to them listen i am not taking any medication it's not happening i'm, I'm not doing it eventually they'll have to give up and they'll have to say okay then we'll pay for your therapy because you shouldn't have to be paying for that at all um yeah. i think that's ridiculous especially in scotland that's something I thought was quite interesting about America is they're so fucked up in so many ways, but therapy is such a common thing and it's yeah. quite a health. Yeah, it's I think there's a huge stigma around going to therapy in Scotland or in Britain in general. I think, I think it stems from high school, man. Like when like one kid gets sent to the behavioural base, they just yeah. everyone just assumes they're fucked up and then that's it for the rest of that's their life. Finished. You know I mean? Yeah, that could happen once. That could happen once, like someone. in first year, and for the next six years, that's you. Like everyone's made their yeah. mind up about you and labelled you now, but it's yes, it's, it's a weird one. You know, so, some people therapy is the answer, some people medication is the answer. For me, um, it's been a combination of medications, and I'm luckily that I found the right combination the very, very first time. Um, so I didn't have to oh, go through any trial and error. I, I basically I'd done a, I'd done a lot of research, um, and I, they offered me a couple of things, and I turned them down. Because I was like, I've read up on this and it's gonna make me feel terrible. So no. So then yeah. eventually they gave me the right thing. Um but I would I would say it's weird that they don't offer that stuff. Like I just think it's Yeah, it's, it's really it's really weird, man. The again we're veering off subject, but it's all good. I love I love a chat. I was offered the drug I was offered is called sertraline. Which yeah, I, yeah. I that's think, what I love. I think that's the most common one that they offer and must be the cheapest because it's the most it's the most commonly offered one. But the thing with sertraline is 
and this might not happen to everyone, but see your first few months of taking sertraline, your mental health actually gets worse. Like a side effect of sertraline is suicidal thoughts. Which is, which is is crazy to me. Eventually it does go away and it does improve your mental health in, in general. But for the first few months on sertraline, it's a very, very tough drug to be on. Um, the one that I'm on is called mirtazapine, which is um, basically it's two different types of drugs. There's an SSRI, which is what sertraline is, which is like focuses on your serotonin. And there's an SNRI, which is what I take, which focuses on like more adrenaline. But it's a really, really weird concept that the most commonly offered medication can actually be very very damaging especially for men as well one of the things about sertraline is it can hammer your hormone levels so like you things that your testosterone levels can can go to the absolute way 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 down um definitely something i've like seen in like people in my family and that yeah Uh, like I won't say who it was because I don't know if it's yeah. like mine have to say, but um, he was like, ah, yeah, I, I just like don't feel like at all attracted to anyone anymore. I'm just like, yeah, just, it, and that's 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 completely down to the hormones. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's so- that's just it is a very very common side effect with antidepressants, and it is something that turns a lot of people off, which is completely understandable because. As you, as you said, you don't want to mess with the chemicals. Yeah, I just, I just think it's mad that they even like they they'd be like, oh well, this happens all the time to everyone. Yeah, that we give it. Let's keep giving it to people instead yeah. of being like, oh, let's recall this and not offer it to anyone until we actually sort that. Out. Yeah, it's just it seems so unfinished. Do you know what I mean? I think we we could we could talk about how unfinished the nhs is for days man it's it's honestly the the fact that so so i basically the i was very lucky that i got a very quick referral um to therapy because i i let things get very bad and didn't mention it to anyone until i I cracked basically um so i i ended up i was on like crisis watching and that for a while so I got very, very quickly referred to therapy. But the problem is, like, someone like yourself, you would benefit from that so much. But it's going to take you a year or two on a waiting list to actually get to see someone. That's mad. Like, I could not even be living in the country in two years, do you know what I mean? Exactly. A lot, a lot can change. Um, just, that, just as, like, in terms of your music how you write your music, how you sound changes on almost like a, a monthly or yearly basis, how you feel can change. By the time you get that referral, you could have already co- overcome all these problems on your own or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really, really weird situation in the UK just now for mental health in general. I think they are improving slightly, but obviously there's, there's still a lot more work, um, a lot more work to be done. Now, to to go back to to go back to your music, so in in that, um, and I'll assume maybe um in the in the upcoming EP as well, um. So there's quite a lot of reference to like substance use. Now, yeah. do you think that 
what what's your views on that? So I know that my so my personal opinion um on things like weed is that it can help a lot of people. Um it can help with creativity, I think. And I think that there's some genuine medical uses for it. So I'm very pro decriminalization for weed, for many other drugs as well, but mainly, mainly for weed. Um just because of that. Yeah. What's what's your thoughts on it? Do you think it's something that can fuel creativity or or do you think that it can have sort of a negative effect as well? Uh, I would completely ad- advocate for the legalization and decriminalization yeah. of marijuana and various other narcotics. But yeah. mainly mainly we I think you know like it's it's just fucking mental to me that it's not that it's not like it's just right but it helps me i mean it definitely helps me mm-hmm. like i can totally self-medicate with it yes yeah. i was gonna say i can imagine that might actually help your insomnia sometimes as well yeah if you were if you were to smoke like some indica or something you would you would you would probably get a good sleep um like, it's just a, it's a common occurrence like every night before i go to bed i'll smoke a joint and i'll yeah. just sleep better but yeah. I, what I will say, I, I don't dream properly. And that is something I, that I was going to say. So that that is an effect of THC. It, yeah. Basically, so if what you could do is you could use the sleep stack that boosts your dreams in conjunction yeah, with that, yeah. and then you'd have like the double effect. If that makes sense. I'll, um, I'll be like taking acid in my sleep, basically. If you're having yeah. mental dreams. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, the dreams that I have are like that. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, wow, like that was mad. <laughs> um, That's, like I don't know, like, I'm I, I don't really dream much, but when I do dream, it's fucking class, and it's usually because yeah. I take like own brand sleepies, <laughs> it's yeah. just like the sleepies they make you feel good in the morning. Aye, they, they, they probably take, they take care. The ones the sleep stacks make you feel. Yeah, like how do you feel in the morning? Also, feel- so basically, the the ingredient that's in um that's basically like so all of these things you can get all these in individual products i used to take them all individually until i discovered that there was like one pill that had all of them in it um so sometimes i'll only take like just the 5 htp if i'm already yeah. quite tired I'll, I'll just take that um and that will just help me kind of get a, a longer sleep and a, a better sleep and i'll wake up more refreshed as well so it's definitely similar with um, ashwagandha as well. They don't have that do kind you, um, of groggy effect. Do you, do you smoke weed like currently? Not, <laughs> not currently. Sorry to be so. No, but because um, I was thinking, like, I don't think right now. I feel like I'm pretty on top of my sleeping, and I think that's due to weed. And so you I think sp- it does that. So do you currently smoke and you're on top of your sleep? Yeah, like right now, I've well. I mean, I've been sleeping, but I've not been sleeping until like six in the morning. But I'll still sleep up go eight hours or so. Yeah, and I'll feel fine. You just when I wake got up. a different body clock essentially, but you're still getting a healthy yeah. amount of sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which is pretty brutal because like sometimes I want a coffee and it's already like seven o'clock and all the coffees are shut. Yeah, but I mean, what can you do? To but, be fair, yeah. like, <laughs> like today, no, for example, like it's it's eight p.m. I woke up this morning at nine. There was a guy that came over. I had to like do something and deal with someone. But then I went straight back to my bed because I was knackered. Um, I ended up getting up at like three. 
So it's now 8pm and I'm having a monster, which isn't ideal. So I'm going to be up quite late tonight. But anyway. I um, would usually have a red. Yeah. Get later on. See, I'm, my caffeine intake is, is massive. So I'm past, I never get that now. Things yeah, like that's something like, my, mom always t- my mom always tells me to cut out the caffeine and I'll sleep better. And then I'm just like, but I like, I like, I actually like, like the face of Red Bull at this point, it's getting bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can, you can definitely, back, you can definitely manage caffeine intake and sleep. Like I manage it quite well. Caffeine has, yeah. a, has a half-life. So although I've just said that I'm drinking a monster at 8pm, if you stop taking caffeine at 4pm, you'll be able to get to sleep by like 11. It's got like a six or a half life. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go, you know, it's going to be like a Yeah. <laughs> but uh, going back to the, the EP, like I feel like we, we do mention a fair amount of stuff uh, on there. Yeah. Uh, there was some example, drugs that I'd actually never even heard of, to be honest with you. I had to look some up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's like, a... What, what, what? I think there's a lyric, I can't remember what song it's on, but you go like, two, two CBs and now he's lost. <laughs> that's so, fucking nasty. I had to look up what two CB was, so if anyone else doesn't know that, <laughs> <laughs> then they can look that's that up. Well, like, right, so like stuff like that we'll put in, and it'll be like, so, like one, like literally as a lyricist, it comes, comes down to be like a few things, right? One, it's personal. Yeah. Two, sounds cool. Yeah. Three relatable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so like I had no three, idea what it was, but I knew it was a good lyric. Like right? so, like, so it works. Like so it definitely works. You can tell, yeah, you can like, definitely tell. See, although you said at the very beginning, I think it was before we started recording, that you were like, Oh, I'll try and use big words so that I don't sound stupid. <laughs> when you when you listen, when you when you talk about lyricism, you can tell that, that you've studied lyricism, that like you can tell that you're you're very knowledgeable about about music and, and and writing music and things like that. So you, you do come across like very well in that sense. Appreciate that. <laughs> no worries. I don't know. Don't show my. That's going to make everyone else's loss. I know, mate. <laughs> now the EP is going to be terrible. Now that I've said that. <laughs> for, for real, but like, um, I do, I do like. That's what I listen to first when I like listen to a song. Would be the lyrics. Yeah, would be the lyrics. Yeah. But all my favorite musicians sort of do with the lyrics, like fucking, let's like talk about it for ages, man. But so, right who, now, who would you say is your lyricist. who's your top five right now? On my top five right now, and um, I'm I do, I, I'm enjoying ASAP Rocky, man. Um, yeah, I like about ASAP Rocky. Me feel flies, fuck, man. Like just it's just good to listen to when you're like walking about and shit. Um, I like Mac Miller. I think his lyrics are fucking great, man. They, they, that's like yeah. proper sad, sad boy hours for me, though. Like, yeah, I'll, you know. But um, that's my the, that's my main my main genre. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Like, like just, sad, uh, sad boy trap, like goth boy click that yeah, kind of stuff. See, like I, I've never went into the sort of more like emo trap, but I do like the sad boyness of like he's yeah. been fucking a wee bit of Mac Miller and stuff and. Um, but I think my like rock lyricists that I've been mm. enjoying fuck out over Sean Ryder because mm. he's from the Happy Mondays. He just I right. just love it. Fucking gobbledygook man. <laughs> <laughs> and Marky Smith uh, mm. from the Fall. 
because he's just fucking it's just like amphetamine fueled ramblings and I just think it's so yeah. funny uh, who else what about yourself Harrison do you have yeah. the same sort of music sense or do you have a different sort of taste yeah I do pay attention to lyrics as well probably quite a lot yeah as a bassist uh, having what like, I do is always more appealing yeah okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like see when I talk when Harrison shows me a song, it's usually something fucking funky and like catchy rock before. Yeah. Like and then he's like, then anyway, we got other stuff that's good or something. But yeah. it's always usually like fucking basslines and guitar yeah. riffs. Nice. Yeah. I've got a really, well, we, we, a really mixed yeah, tendency. Like I, I tend yeah. to listen to like things like that. So like. Lil Peep, Juice World, um, kind of your your sad boy rap, but at the same time, I listen to like pop punk, I listen to like screamo music, metal music, everything basically. I just love music in general. Yeah, fair um, enough. That's you why, say like, that, uh, sorry, on you go. Oh no, I was gonna. Uh, no, you carry on. Son. I was. I was gonna say that I I struggle to put you in a genre. Like I wouldn't know what to call you if I was to, to describe you to someone. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I was gonna, that's what we're going for. That's what I was thinking. Beyond the punk list with Spotify, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. yeah. if someone if someone was to ask me how would you describe Stone the Market, I would like I would psychedelic, rocky, punky, but like there's a there's a weird thing. So it comes from your voice. It's a very, very distinguishable oh, sound. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it's all about, it's all about you. <laughs> Keep nah, stroking my ego, man. No, nah, I, I think I think in terms of in terms of your voice, you bring you bring a, a kind of character to the music that I, I can't compare to anyone else. I can't think of anyone um, that I could that I could compare you to, which is obviously a testament to your music. I wouldn't. Uh, I would also say, but like, if it, the thing that I really like about band, like is that we all sound like us when we're playing like see yeah like, uh-huh. Harrison in a lineup with fucking 10 other bass players and you know which one's Harrison yeah and it's the same with Scott and Cal I just think like that's what like I wouldn't fucking I wouldn't stick around with these pricks for so long if they weren't so <laughs> fucking good <laughs> I see as well for like the songwriting thing always listen for some of the Living, I think that's something we definitely work on. Yeah, yeah. we got vocals. Like I can when I say like hip hop, I can like yeah, like shit, like, like using something like that. So that's what I think. Yeah, I, I mean, when I first started writing lyrics, it was because me and my pal were like writing raps. We'd be getting stoned and like writing raps and shit. And a lot of like my first lyrics that on on any of the current music before Harrison joined. They started from like raps I'd written, so they were a bit yeah. more hip hop mm-hmm. than just I don't know. I, I'm getting to a border rock music, man. Like yeah. I'm sick of it these days. Do you know what I mean? Like I just feel like it's pure boring. So how how would you describe the upcoming EP? So so I've written down here just in my notes. So new EP on the horizon, seventh of May, just to remind everyone. And it's called Sometimes I Sit and Think. Sometimes I just Oh no no no. 
no, no, no. So this is me just taking the piss on Instagram. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, the name of the EP, right, is, right. I mean, that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? And because it's such a long fucking title, I've just cool. been taking the piss, calling it like whatever people say I am, <laughs> what I'm not. Or when we all fall asleep, where do we go? And it's just, it's like, I, I knew this was happening. I should have I have, I had planned so many profound conversations around the title of that EP because I was like, sometimes I sit and think, sometimes I just sit. I was like, that's such a a profound. Hey, that's, Cor- that's Courtney Barnett. <laughs> have you have you ripped that from someone? Is that so? Is this someone? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I've just been like, so the uh, the actual EP name is on the EP cover itself. So I thought, like, <laughs> what does that look like? What? What is it? Have you not seen the EP couple yet? Oh, right. no. <laughs> that's, that's something quickly to interject. I like your artwork. Your artwork's always really oh, cool. That's our pal Erin. She's been doing it since uh, she drew a cartoon of Simmer. So the, yeah. She's done the lyrics and into a cartoon. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, it's on her Instagram somewhere. But we just used her since then because she's just fucking quality. Yeah, I always like the always like the artwork that you have. Emery, you're being so loud. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so what is real. what is the EP called? The, the EP is called. Um, I mean, that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. Got you. So it's a bit stupid sounding because um, <laughs> it's something Scott said when he was stoned, and uh, I was like, "That's the EP name, bro." <laughs> yeah. but, um, I'm sorry, I've got ruined half your question. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. <laughs> I knew that was fucking happening, man. I knew people wouldn't like wouldn't notice. <laughs> I can't believe but, it, man. It was cause literally it was just like the most recent post was like yeah. EP seventh of May. Sometimes I sit and think, sometimes I just sit and I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> such a smart sentence. Like I can imagine him writing that, like because because mentally when I thought about it and I was putting it together, I was like, This guy who is a lyricist suffers with <laughs> mental health problems, insomnia. Sometimes, you, sometimes you will just you sit. Tell you, tell you what, man. Ask me the questions that you have. So I want to know what they so, were because, like, I, I agree with it. I think it's a really cool EP title, but it's just not our one. But you can yeah. still ask it if you want. So, so I was gonna say, it sounds like you're evolving as a band. So to go from nah to sometimes I sit and think, sometimes I just sit, made me <laughs> think that you are evolving and maturing as a band. But are you still yeah. the, are you still maturing as a band? Would you say, <laughs> despite no, having not, a man. despite not having <laughs> a cool EP name, it is still a cool EP name, but, but not the one I thought it was. Yeah, it's not as deep as the other one. Sadly. <laughs> but um, I would say, I would say, tell you what, man, we definitely are maturing as not not in our demeanor. I still think we're fucking immature. Yeah. We can. <laughs> but um, no, like I, I definitely say the music's getting more mature, especially the EP. The, the EP, I. It wasn't going to, I mean, that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually quite as though it's got a bit of a silly name. All the songs on it are pretty fucking sad. Uh, that it, was a question I was going to ask. Does the theme of mental health and the kind of conversation around that does that continue into the new EP? Yeah, bro, that's Evie's <laughs> <laughs> just put down for that Courtney Barnett album. Sometimes I sit and think. <laughs> 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 That's too funny, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the question? What was that? Uh, basically, does the does the oh, mental yeah, health conversation continue into the new EP? Yeah. Um, so the, the EP name's silly, but the actual songs on the EP are pretty 
super, pretty super serious, man. Um, yeah. They're all pretty sad. They're all written during um, You Know What last year. Yeah. Uh, so, like, they're all pretty, they're kind of, like, hopeful as well, though, I would say. I yeah. hope is we probably could have called the EP something better now looking back. <laughs> I think I think a lot of it's cool though because like a lot of bands have things like that where to them it's just a throwaway thing, but it yeah. is cool. Like I, I like a band called Parkway Drive, um, who are like a big metal band, and really? I, 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 they're literally called Parkway Drive because they lived on Parkway Drive. Like that's just what their house was. Like that's just the the street. Um, um, my pal Jude, his, his first band was called The Name of His Street as well. Yeah. It's common occurrence, I'd say. Is that, um, is, is that Jude, the drummer of... Williams from Necros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So from that gig that you put on, now me and Jude and all of us, me, Jude and Kevin, Harrison, we're all pure close pals now. Really? Same with uh, Danny Jackson from The Bleeders. I uh, love those guys, man. Close, man. They're like honestly, like if you had put that gig on, I don't think we'd be as close with them as we we were. Really? Also, at that gig, we fucking got asked to go and meet Alan McGee in London with Nicros. Nicros went down with us, so who thank you very much for that. Alan McGee? <laughs> explain that to people. Oh, he's just some fucking <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, he's the guy that signed Oasis. Um, really. He signed Oasis, he's a Happy Mondays manager, Jesus and Mary Chain. That's huge. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, right. so how how did that go how did that go? Going going down to, to see him with, with Nick Ross? Not gonna lie, it was a fucking waste of money and waste of time. Like really? it, was, it was good fun when we were with Nick Ross and that, but honestly, yeah. like I don't even think he knew that we'd came like I, I was like, oh we came down from Glasgow, we'll come meet you and that, and he was like, ah, cool. Oh. <laughs> and I was just like Whatever then, like you, mate, you're from fucking Scotland. You don't even care that the Scottish people came down to fucking meet you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I just think like I'm glad. I'm glad you got like an opportunity out of that gig, though. I'm I'm glad that no, it was fucking. It was quality, man. It was just, at the time we we're like, this is gonna be so cool. We're gonna be the next fucking oasis and that. <laughs> and, like looking back on it, end of the day, man. Like we basically went down to go and see another band play. Yeah, and it was a bit. So we just kind of build. <laughs> for anyone, but, for anyone um, that doesn't know, so basically when this happened, we put on a gig and it was the first thing that we'd ever done. So we'd done like a rugby tournament before just with my rugby team. So that was like quite successful. Um, yeah. and we managed to raise some funds for that. When we done this gig, we had like 3,000 followers. We're just shy of 20,000 now. So like we weren't known at all. Um, we expected it to be like a sellout. I don't know if you remember how many people went, but it wasn't a lot. Um, yeah, no. You know what, man? Stereo is quite a fucking hard place to sell out. I'd say. Yeah, I think like, I learned. It, it I think I learned a lot small. from it. I think. I you know don't, what? I don't know what your views. I was going to say that. I was going to say I don't know what your views on stereo are, so I won't mix them. But I, I'm not going to use stereo again. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's a cool venue in that if you can. If you can sort it, do you know what yeah. I mean? But in, I mean, the, in the end, from that, that was a, a fundraiser gig and we lost money. 
Really? That's yeah. fun. <laughs> so, we'll do, do you know what we should do, man? Do another one and you can do it like broadcast or something. That's the, that's exactly where I, that's exactly where I was going to plan broadcast. That's what I wanted originally, actually. Um, well, as far as I know, if you sell half your tickets, uh, you get the venue hire for free because they've made yeah. their money back on the bar, So I think now I would be able to negotiate free venue. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking mental health charity. It would be yeah. pretty scummy to be like that. I think because because now like the fault we've not got a huge following. It's twenty thousand is not massive, but like, and only half of them are from the UK. But I think now like we'd be able to get we'd be able to pack broadcast. I think so in terms of, like bar sales and all that, I'm sure they would make a good bit from it. So I'm sure they would give us the venue for free. Um, but yeah, man, this is actually now that you've mentioned that. So I had an idea. This is such a random thing for this podcast to talk about, but um, I had an idea. And hopefully no one steals it because now I'm talking about it. But what I want to do is like, so you know how everyone that likes music wants to be like a frontman, basically. So I had this idea of having like broadcast and having a band with a set list of like 20 just class songs that everyone knows and loves. And like you can go be the front man. Like live karaoke, man. Yeah. So like you can, yeah, you can be that's the front such man. a good idea. So I want that's I want to do that at some point as well. But I don't know, like you need you, you know need a packed venue to, to, to do, do that. that. You need a packed venue to pull that off. You know what bands you could get to do that, by the way? Who? And sexual mortgage. I'm gonna write this down. Sexual mortgage, follow them on Instagram. They they know all the hits. They know everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, Grace Kelly. They know the hits, man. Yeah. Like they they fucking do that as well, especially if it was for a charity. I've definitely had that done. But yeah, I want to do more gigs in the future. Um, and I want them to be successful. And then that that like live karaoke thing is like I I think that would be a class night. Like I would do. It. The only thing is you need um. You need people to participate though. Like you can't have a live karaoke night with a band and then no one sings. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got quite a lot of the Glasgow scene following your page, don't you? Yeah. So, got like a pretty like you know what? But like if, if say you got say like if if you've done a gig and then like the last like the headliners could be a band, the karaoke band. Yeah. So by that, that's point, a good yeah. That's a good show actually. Yeah, I think that's probably the the, the smarter way to do. It. Have like yeah. have like a couple of openers and then have like the karaoke band after. Yeah, and if it's and it's like all right, openers like say you had like us and fucking or someone, anyone, like there would be enough people from that that scene there. Yeah, that they would have fun at the karaoke and it wouldn't just be like a kind of awkward. Aye, going up next, it would just be like he's going up next. You know what I mean, looking looking back at that, that gig was class. Like I am, yeah, um, I now like listen to to the three of you. Um, yourselves, Necros and Bleeders from like that gig. It was class. Like it's still. Um, if you go onto the Better Thoughts campaign Instagram page, if you go to the story highlights and go to events, there's some videos from it um, oh, that are quite cool. There'll be some songs on there from yourselves that don't exist anymore. Oh really? Because yeah. I remember this. Like we let me get them off the fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> right. was, uh, was it Hawaii? Have you still got Hawaii uploaded anywhere? I used to go to Hawaii. It's just not on um, fucking streaming services now because uh, we switched distributors. Um, so a few things are missing, and it's the ones that uh, 
the album covers were had too much writing or something it like missed album art right yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah i'll be back you, on soon we just you can uh, you can go you can go look at some of the videos and, and look back on that it was a really really a good night yeah, um, have a look. and in terms of so i think definitely gonna gonna get another gig organized at some point once we can uh as you say the thing that's happening the now that as soon as you mention the actual word youtube demonetize you uh <laughs> but the thing that's happening that we're coming out of soon as soon as we're allowed to do like big scale events then i think everyone's going to be choking for it so i would definitely have the same trio if you guys are happy to do it um you, would you guys new cross nobody there's would, would happily have them all come back and do it again because that was a really, really good night do you know do you know actually who you should get on your podcast is uh you should get Nucros on man yeah uh, Kez, uh, i don't know if you've heard their recent stuff Nucros's recent stuff it's very uh i don't know mental health focused i guess uh, I really, I'll to be honest from Nucros, i literally just listened to hotel on repeat yeah that's a, well, that's a tune it's but such a banging tune but i've, I've not listened it's, i've it's not listened tune. to the other stuff yet they'll disagree but they'll be like ah, no it's shit it's shit because they've really? totally changed up now now they're a lot fucking dreamier i'd say man yeah and i just think i love their new stuff it's getting so fucking good like i think the, 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 the music like, scene in glasgow right now is fantastic see in terms of like young bands like what like how how, how old are you guys 21 yeah you guys are young like uh, the amount of, the, <laughs> amount of the, the amount of young young to me man i'm almost i'll be i'll be 24 this year which is depressing but the amount what? of young you bands say we're young, you're only 23 that's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our manager is 24 is, is she yes yeah, she yeah, is yeah. our manager <laughs> <laughs> nah, the, the amount of like young amazing bands in glasgow that is is class it's, it's really really good to see i'm also liking the fact there's like more of a kind of diversity it's not just fucking four boys doing punk music now yeah. and everything a lot more like I think that's, that's something that lacks quite a lot in general what are your thoughts on that in general in terms of like inclusivity and in, and in, in music uh well like in general or in glasgow so a bit of both so in general first because like for me to think about it to think about like female-led bands i can't think of many that i listen to well, yeah, well, I think like Courtney Barnett, for example, fucking yep. absolutely quality music, man. Better than half the fucking punk that's out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, man, I, I would say, see, for like Transmit and stuff like that, I do think it's a bit stupid that they're still like, I'm fucking Liam Gallagher's biggest fan. Yeah. But mate, they're on fucking like Vita Sawayama or fucking Doja Cat or something. <laughs> like, everyone loves Doja Cat like why can't like just do it once just do it yeah. once and see how just like, see how it goes it's like liam gallagher's minted but he's had his fucking time yeah his music's still class i'll give him that but like i'm i'm sure he'd be happy to step back and let someone else go yeah you know what i mean like i love liam gallagher as well man i went to see liam gallagher in boston and boston yeah so one of my in episode one i don't know if you listened to the, the episode one of the podcast but i had my mate robbie on it who was a professional footballer, played for Hearts, um, wow. and I had him on. He moved to Boston for a year, and I went to visit him, and while we were there, Liam Gallagher was playing. So we went to that. See the, Ameri- well, mate, see the American crowd at Liam Gallagher. 
it was all seats like folk were sitting down my my, my, my mate Robbie is like six foot four right and he jumped and I'm like six foot and he jumped up on my shoulders with a big Scotland flag screaming and security were like you need to come down you need to calm down and all that and then there was a guy he ended up screaming at the security going the crowd are fucking shit no one knows the words <laughs> but like it was sold out so it was it was a weird experience there was also a guy in front of us watching liam gallagher on youtube whilst at a liam gallagher gig what the so uh, that was like, weird we ended up expecting like oasis and like yeah, just getting him he ended up like, um, he left he left early he was supposed to be there for like I think it was like a two-hour gig or something like that, and he left us forty-five minutes because he was like, "Crowd's fucking shit. I'm leaving." I would fucking leave, mate. Like, I mean, if I, if we I was, we uh, had we had to leave promptly anyway because my mate my mate Robbie ran <laughs> ran down, ducked his way past security, and like ran up and like yeah. shook his hand. <laughs> so, yeah, but, I, but um, but nah, he's, he's I seen him at the hydro. Um, yeah, the last time we. Were- and it was fucking quality, mate. It was so good. I was uh, kind of side onto the stage up on the first balcony. Aye. And it was so good. Like, the whole fucking... Before he was even on stage, like, the whole fucking stadium was singing along to, like, fucking Resurrection and all that shit. And yeah. it was just like, fuck it, fucking event, man. <laughs> 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 I was watching it. Were you actually? Yeah, I, I, thought, I remember. It's fucking brutal. You think people would, like, go watch him rather than fucking... Stand in a massive queue for. Oh, you're paying like eighty quid a ticket. You might as well fucking watch it. And not ah, I know. <laughs> I never understand that. See, like during yeah. a gig, going to a bar, especially seeing the hydro. See, because it's like you need to like leave to queue up for the bar and then go back in. I don't get it, man. Like, why would it's not for me? I wouldn't leave to then get, get a drink. Like, uh, you know, in America, like when you're at a baseball game, they have like vendors walking up and down. Aye, yeah. yeah. Like that. Just do that, man. It'd be fucking minted. That would be class. That's a good idea, actually. We done that and then uh, went went again, completely veering off topic, but these are good lads to just chat to. Um when we were in Boston, we went to a uh Boston Red Sox game. And it's literally there's guys that just like walk about with like straps with a big box that's filled with like cans of Bud Light that just like you just shout on them and they come and sell you a beer. That's fucking like Top quality, man. You can't drink at football games here, can you? No. Nah, you can drink at rugby games, though. Which is weird. But it's because it's obviously it's a different crowd. So, see, back to, um, in terms like, female-led music, what about mm-hmm. in Glasgow? Have you got any particulars that you would, you would shout out? Yeah, fucking, uh, I would say Dead Pony. Seems to be pretty fucking banging. Our pal Liam is in there. Mm-hmm. He's, he plays bass, but He's like fucking got so much character, um, and I don't know, man. I think the Defo's like got a good vibe and are going places, yeah. and and a few more bands like Medicine Cabinet. They are, they've got their own fucking thing going on, man. They've got like this whole sort of like what would you even call it? It's like fashion rock. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, glam. They're they're, like they're glam just rock. fucking yeah, yeah, like a wee bit more like uh, talking heads kind of experimental yeah yeah there's this like um, just something different like, they're, but they're, they're cool because they've got a fucking uh 
Ailey plays guitar, I think, as well. Like having, like, I just think it's it's nice to see like not just one just girl four in the guys. Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like like Blondie. Do you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just like the one. Girl <laughs> <else>. <laughs> but, um, that is a, a pure, that is a pure stereotype as well. I think because it's always like if there is a girl on the band, that's going to be the bassist. Yeah, so, like, that's yeah. like a stereotype that that happens quite often. I've to be fair, I have kind of noticed that the Pixies. Uh, What's the other band? Mm-hmm. Talking Heads. Sorry, what? Sonic Youth, yes. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, no. Then there's a few up and coming bands that I would definitely like to promote a wee bit. There's Brontes, um, which are, uh, I guess, run by Amelia, uh, who, also, <laughs> who also runs Gigs Safe, um, if you've heard yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so if you were to put on a gig, you should get Gigs Safe at it. Yeah, definitely. They, you're giving me a lot. You're giving me a lot of good ideas here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they, they just they're just good. Uh, they, they've got I've listened to their demos and that they've just got fucking really like exciting sounds. They're gonna fucking whip out, man. And yeah. they're they're just like they're, they're quite smart about the way they're doing it. They don't want to just like uh, start dropping singles. They're they're gonna like they've got like your business plan man they're like that's amazing do you think, do you, think you guys are, are the same kind of thing with that as well do you think you've got like a well thought out plan for everything uh, we don't like sitting on stuff for like too long like the EP that's coming out like we would have that was out a lot sooner yeah yeah like things have progressed a little more but it's obviously yeah, also we're all like we're everyone in the fucking band uh just kinda hit a little bit of a depression as well. So we can't we are a bit delayed at the moment. Yeah. Um but what's good is that once the CP's out we're gonna have another EP very soon afterwards. Okay. It's gonna be better. <laughs> the, the first one the next one's not even out yet and you're already promoting the, the next next one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This, this, this one is just like a fucking stepping stone. Yeah. Um, so have you have, oh, you, have you written anything for the for the third one yet? Is there any it's stuff? Completely written. Uh, it's completely written, man. We've, yeah. we've finished recording it as yeah. well. We're finishing recording it this month. Nice. And it, uh, it's totally changing the sound up. It's, uh, should we talk about it? Can we talk about it? We'll talk about it a bit. Yeah. Uh, changing, up, very, changing up the sound again. It's pure dance inspired, like nineties sort of house, nice. uh, and it's got fucking lots of, sort of the same sort of effects you get in fucking like some fucking slam or a uh, one dove and all that. Like kind of pure. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, like left field, like really yeah. like that kind of that kind of. Vibe. Do you think like all these kind of like changing sounds? Do you think that just comes with like how you guys are feeling at the time, or do you think? You pick up on trends and try and follow trends at all. Well, we right. try and stay ahead of the trends, bro. Uh-huh. Right. Nice. That's the perfect answer. I love it. It's like what we're listening to, and then we end up listening to it together. And then we're all, we're all like, that. yeah. Can uh, I get ideas from? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but, no, it's like uh, we just kind of. Uh, we kind of need it, like, in my mind, when we were like, ah, oh, fucking, you know, like, we'll do some more dance music kind of shit. I mean, the whole, the whole EP is 
it's like it's not dance music is inspired by so it's like yeah. still played as a band but mm-hmm. it's not just dance music as well it's a bit more just like electronic a bit more synthy i was gonna say so are you like you bringing in like a synth and th- things like that as well into it yeah yeah that was like I, I, what was the one did you not write one on the synth or like samples or something like that. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, well, one's got like, yeah, samples and like synths. Uh, yeah, right. Yes. I don't know if he's like, um, do you know Enter Shikari? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like, can I give me vibes of that? Kind of like rocky, punky synth dance, that there kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, it's kind of, I wasn't even uh, going that far into it. You know how like gorillas? Yeah. Like, a bit like that kind of. Le- less like oh we're doing this vibe and more like kind of like you're taking the best bits from stuff and making your own sound out of it because yeah, we're yeah. still it still Even sounds like us I found in the lot happened like some extra stuff in the it's still like us four yeah yeah so it's not going to be split yeah we're going to get a, like a uh, I think we, we could do it all, we could do it four of us, but we'll probably, we've got a pile of place keyboards that we're going to mm-hmm. utilise at the live gigs and that, but we've not even thought about live gigs yet, like, we don't know what we're going to do yet. That's, that's what I was going to ask, so like in terms of, of what's happening, so obviously we've got to assume by the start of next year, surely we'll have gigs going again. Yeah. How, how, how often do you guys, I know you said you don't like to sit on things for very long, how often do you project you'll be releasing EPs and how often do you want to be doing gigs? Because basically what, what I'm sort of getting at is we could go when is it when is it gonna not be a, an EP? When are you when are you, when do you foresee the Stone Demaculates like debut like album drop? We've got we've heard the news now. Honestly, man, like when we've got a big enough audience, when it pays for it, you know what I mean? When someone pays pays us to do it or something, like right now the EPs are good because it kinda it's almost like you're showcasing what we can do. And I feel like we're you can just add in the first thing. Yeah. You're de- see, you're definitely still evolving anyway. You can tell that with, with when you listen to the music. Anyone, anyone who's not listened to Stone Demaculate, genuinely go on Spotify and have a wee listen. Um, as much as Louis doesn't like listening to it, I recommend Ice Cream. It's a tune. Um, you can find Hawaii as well. That's one of my favourites. Um, but yeah, I mean, I in, ter- in terms of that, so like, I know you said you're sort of switching distributors and stuff like that. One thing that I wanted to pick up on as well was the sort of revenue that you made so first of all obviously you're saying when when someone pays you for it in terms of your listening just now what is you don't need to give any figures or anything like that but what is the sort of revenue of a of a band your size fuck all because <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the, the reason yeah. i ask is obviously you made a donation during the was it during the, the black lives matter protests well actually it wasn't during we said we would but it took so long, that's why we'd switch distributors. It took so long to get the money from our distributor. Right. And they skimmed off like 30% for tax because they're American. Um, okay. Not because they're 
because they're an American company in the meantime. Who was it you were using? Fucking American. It was Distro Kids. That's, which, that's, um, who, that's the only like, one that I know of as well. I was going to. Yeah, it's like they're, they're good at what they're doing, that. They're fucking they're great like for distributing. But if you want your money, like you're better. Yeah. just going for you one, otherwise you're going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we should have thought about that. Basically, that's the only one. Name that yeah, like, but the one we're on now is called Ditto, and I think that's more of a common one. Like, I know yeah. for a fact, like, bands like, uh, oh, the call I don't know. There's a few bands that I know that are on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, so like, that was a long time. Uh, like, that the money we got from when we t- when we donated that was. A lot of, uh, that was a long time. That was like everything that we'd ever earned. Up That's like, like that a point. lifetime revenue sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like three hundred, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fuck all. Um, but I mean, I don't, I honestly, like, I just think it's shit i hate spotify and that but you've got to play the game do you know what I, mean? I think that's, I just, that's something that's really common that you hear a lot of artists talk about is how spotify is like the devil when it comes to music um yeah, i'm so not fun. i'm not sure i'm not sure how it works like I, I don't know how it works i imagine it's a cpm like i imagine you're paid per thousand streams yeah it's um you're getting like 0.0033 something 0.0 Zero point zero 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 three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. You get like fuck all stream basically. Yeah. It's like, mate, do a penny on stream. But if yeah. you, like, why would do a penny stream? I would happily do that. That's at least you're getting the actual money and not just like, uh, theor- like theoretical money. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because like, in theory, if you listen to this song this amount of times, they will get this amount of money. It's like, yeah. But it doesn't actually come into action until fucking you have people streaming you all the time and if you want to be a musician like you can't count on it you need to sell merch you need yeah. gigs and you need like it's like mate if you're selling merch and charging fucking 10 or tickets then you, and you're a punk band then it's hypocritical because you're funding capitalism yeah and sorry i'm just getting to this <laughs> but yeah it's, like, an, it's another profound thought to be fair because the whole idea around punk music is sort of against that but to be a punk band I would happily play free gigs like I feel like at free gig the vibe's going to be better because people are like well this didn't cost anything so it's that's why be- when it was our gig man I was so happy when you were like don't worry about it and I was like I can't pay you <laughs> like because we've lost ah, money <laughs> it's like a charity gig end of the day like yeah if you if it, if you're like well we we played a charity gig the the last before lockdown uh, we played a charity gig at um a brewery in Glasgow and uh, they fucking charged like full venue higher price and it was for charity and that and it was like stereo charged us two hundred and fifty pounds. <sighs> Did they even fucking know like? Like, why though? It doesn't cost any 50s fucking rent of a venue. It costs like a problem is a lot of the people that we could get to come were un- under 18. Mm. And right. t- they were like, for some reason, if you want it to be 14 plus, it's like an extra £100 because you need to pay the bouncer. And I was like, at the time, I was a bouncer. Like, I was working for a security company. 
I was like, it's sound, I'll do it. Or I'll get oh. my mate to do it. And like, no, nah, it needs to be like in-house people and we pay them this much. But then... That's pure. I ended up getting around that anyway. I don't know if you remember, but <laughs> I ended up being like, oh, can I use my own wristbands to show that people are over 18? And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then halfway through the gig, like the bouncer came down and he was like, how come everyone's got a wristband on? <laughs> uh, uh, but I don't know if you remember, like, I literally, I, I left like a hundred wristbands in the, in the fridge in the green room and I just told people like, go and get, grab yourself a wristband if you need one. Because uh, that was brutal, man. But I couldn't uh, believe that's how much they charged. And I even described to them that I was like, it's, it's, um, it's a mental health charity and it's to fundraise. The money's going to go to like a suicide hotline. And they were like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. It costs this much. And I was like baffled. But at the time, obviously, I, I wasn't very knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it. Um, yeah. But I do, I do know a wee bit more now. You could do a broadcast and have the gig end at 10. And it would be fucking, you could have under 18s in. And then after, you could have a fucking after party. Uh, after party yeah. And just like fucking have another band or something. And do you know what I mean? Like, just kind of be like, well, that was a, like, a success party. Yeah, I definitely. I think come coming coming in the future once obviously you'll have the new EP that will be out, um, which by the time this episode's out will be out. So go and listen to that. Um, how quickly after that do you plan on having the next one? Out? Uh, we're going to do a proper promotional cycle for that, so probably yeah. a, a month or two, probably yeah. a, a month at the very least, but probably two months. We're aiming for like July, August, like middle of the summer, because it's going to be cool. In, Gonna have some kind of summer summer vibes to it. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, exactly. hopefully by that time, maybe gigs will exist. Because obviously, you're, you're you're gonna want to be playing these EPs. Is the other thing like you're gonna want to actually be performing them, which is which is huge. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I mean, I would like to play a gig, but I'm not that bust. Like, I'd rather be. In the <laughs> st- <laughs> I'd rather be in the studio making fucking mad shit. Um, I would happily go full Beatles 1967 and just stop together. As long as you do that after you play our second charity gig, and that's fine. Yeah, of course. No, <laughs> we, 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 I'm looking forward to gigs. Like I'm looking forward to the fucking, like, just seeing people enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. like what it is, I guess. For I think, me. That's, I think like, that's why when I was talking about sort of everyone wants to be a frontman. I think it's because you, you do, you look out and you see people dancing about and, and enjoying your music. And that's yeah, one thing yeah. that if, if you watch the videos of it, you can pick up on all of you. Like you do have a, you have a really, really good stage presence as well, which for your, for your age is massive. Like you can tell yes, you're, you can tell you're confident always, on stage. I, I, <laughs> I, I would say confident, but I would say we, we, we do try and be not boring, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think the only thing with that is because the bleeders played, no one, <laughs> no one's going to outclass the the stage presence yeah. of the bleeders. Cannot. It's literally impossible. Genuinely. I, I, so I had, I'd never watched or listened any of their stuff before that gig. They were really? rec- they were recommended to me as the headliner. Um, so I just, I just, I just messaged them and I was like, yeah, yeah, will you do it? Class. And I listened to like one song, I think it was American Express before they came. And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Good, good song. 
But then, see when they played, man, that was crazy. Like the videos that are on it, I think he was like doing backflips and stuff. Like he was like, yeah. it was great, great. amazing. Cool. But their their stage presence is is fantastic. So yeah, I, I think their 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 energy is is amazing. I think it really kind of like lifted because it was good to have. I would say the three bands that played, so obviously yourselves, New Crows, and Bleeders, three very very different sounds, which was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The idea was to have it as like a punk night, but I think we we nailed it in terms of having three like very distinguishable sounds with uh, yeah. with the three of you, which was really really good. I really like that kick, man. That that was like a a definite would do again. Yeah, do you know, what I mean? like I just think uh, could uh, improvement wise, Defo's like somewhere more understanding to the cause. Uh, I don't know, man. I really like the karaoke idea. Yeah. Solid, any, any improvements, any ideas that you have, hit me up anytime. Because um, obviously we will definitely, we'll, we'll get this organised, like 100%. When we can do gigs, we'll get the three of you back um, and do another one and hopefully do it in broadcast and hopefully sell it out. And then maybe the karaoke one can be that night or a different night or whatever. Um, but I, de- I think definitely having you guys involved in the creation of the event as well will be a lot better because obviously you guys you guys know how how gigs run you know the best way to do it like i I had no idea i think i was messaging you before it being like where how'd you get drums in like (laughs) who brings drums i can't i can't even remember fucking much of that night but i do i I do remember it being class but to be honest man like it's trial and error error gigs like we've done four before like we've put on we played a gig in stereo for two people once. I'm glad that ours wasn't the least then. I think I think <laughs> we had like I don't know, twenty, like 20 25, yeah. 30 maybe. Um yeah. there was there was a there was a woman there. I can't remember her name. Um but there was a woman there that said she was bringing like thirty odd people with her and she came on her own and I was like disappointed with it, but it is what it is. But it was a really, really fun night, regardless of whether it was successful in terms of fundraising. I think it was successful in terms of just, it was a good night to bring everyone round and hear some yeah. good tunes. So, so I mean, definitely time, did it again. The three, the three bands, like, we were all definitely, like, not not as successful as we are now. So I think now, now if we done the, if you done the exact same thing, yep. if, like, down to a T, there would just be more people there anyway, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially your page is a lot bigger as well. It's like literally fucking bigger than it was. <laughs> it was, but we, I'm sure we had like 200 followers at the time. Like, yeah, it was. A, you were very, very small at the time. Um, I can't remember who it was that put me onto you or how I found you. I've no idea. I put yeah. out. I remember putting a post out saying like calling all bands like we were wanting a charity gig, and I can't remember how it was that it, it came to be that that you guys came on, but. Glad you did because it was it was class. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely still again, but man, but yeah, like I think you should uh, if you do it, you should definitely like make the you should do more than just one, and you should definitely have like a more like kind of diverse lineup as well. Because although yeah. all of us bands are class, like we are all boys. End of the day, yeah. I think bands again like uh emmy's band big girls blouse uh we're actually in that band we have it's her it's her it's her band she does she writes all the songs and it's fucking it's good fun man I, yeah i like i like taking a bit of a backseat and just playing stuff 
Do you know what I mean? And not actually bit of a different role than you've yeah, got with Stony Max. And it's, she's it's like she's like a really good band. You should uh, not really anything yet, but definitely will. Yeah. So, but uh, they're like very they got a very good personality around them because like she's half French. Am I right? Half French. Yeah. She's half French, and it's just like. A nice, it's a nice change of pace in terms of like it would be a good addition to the Glasgow yeah. music as well. Yeah. Definitely, very well said. Is that where the the inspiration came from for the French song on the EP? <laughs> no, no, we, we just thought it sounded just cool. Like I don't even know what it means, mate. I just read it somewhere. I was going to ask what it means. I've got no idea. Call of the void. <laughs> the call of the void. Fair enough. So I think in general, just to kind of like sum up, it's been a really good chat with you. Um, we kind of veered off into like tons and tons of topics, but like we said before we started that we're just ramble anyway and have a wee chat. But I think to get a sort of like a, a kind of ending message. So as you said, like in comparison to a couple of years ago, you guys are a lot more successful now, a lot more well-known than you were um, when we first sort of met. You've sort of been through some things that comes out in your music what would be a, if you could give a message to someone that's like a couple of years younger than you that might be in a similar situation to you or a similar person to you what what would you tell them well uh, a musician yeah so like, someone someone like you a few years well, ago what would you have told yourself maybe don't fucking listen to anyone but yourself <laughs> yeah. don't let anyone tell you that you don't that you need like music wise don't let anyone tell you that you you need to change that or you need to fucking be at all. Like someone's like, ah, oh, you sing the Doctor Monkeys, be like, ah, fuck Doctor Monkeys. We're going to do the Doctor Monkeys. Like you need, you can't just fucking settle in terms yep. of your music. If someone's like, ah, oh well, if you just put this guitar riff here, that'll sound pretty. That'll wrap the song up. Like, don't put a guitar riff there. Throw a fucking hammer at a window and sample it. Yeah. Or something. Be interesting, don't just fucking suck ass, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Throw <laughs> 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 on some flutes and shit. Yeah. And talk. Just like, be different, basically. Yeah, like don't don't just like if someone thinks that they can that they're like, oh yeah, like l- let me produce you. I think I could really make something of you. Mm-hmm. Be like. Ah, uh, maybe do you know what I mean like yeah. let, let me fucking figure is, out fuck. is that something that you are really conscious of as well just now as you grow sort of managing those outside influences like if someone was to approach you would would you think do you think you've got the willpower to say no if it wasn't a direction that you wanted I think we're just getting better at covering up doing that stuff ourselves and yeah. we're capable of doing it ourselves so yeah. we're both working that I just don't see that, uh, like paying extra money to get someone to do something you can already do. And yep. in the day, it's music. And if you want to be in a band and you want to be in a band so you can sound like someone else and be like someone else, then you're missing the point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're That's just very well said, to be fair. You're muddying up the waters for everyone else. <laughs> it's like it's like when I said earlier on, if someone asked me to describe your genre, I couldn't. If someone asked me to compare you to someone, I couldn't. Good no why I wouldn't I would not be able to to compare you to someone, which is obviously what you're going for. So you've definitely pulled it off. Well cheers, man. I I'm gonna keep trying to be like trying to be like that. Especially once the third EP comes out, I feel like yeah. you'll definitely 
start seeing that a bit more because we've actually settled with a we've, we're, we're not settled that's the wrong word but we found a, a producer that works really well for us and doesn't try and limit us he actually instead yeah. of going like that or oh, we want to put in a synth solo here you'll be like ah, how about six synth solos layered on top of each other <laughs> with a fucking chain on the fucking compressor or something <laughs> I don't know. but he'll, yeah. he'll like you like, ah, why do why take it to five when you can take it to 11 do you know what i mean yeah that's and that's good. what we like about him he's not limiting at all he's exact opposite of that yeah i think it's, it's good that you found that and that sort of sounds like because that's that's the kind of perfect combo for yourselves especially because your aim is to, to do your own thing and kind of make your own path so so yeah i think basically once this is out so the ep will be out so go on to spotify uh listen to it stone immaculate listen to some of the previous stuff as well as as we've been saying throughout the whole thing you know the sound is constantly changing so it can almost feel like you're listening to a couple of different bands even between songs sometimes so definitely go and give them a listen uh give them a follow go on to all their socials as well things like instagram facebook give them a follow do the same with us we're on facebook better thoughts campaign better thoughts podcast um spotify apple podcast youtube like I say every time, if you enjoyed it, go on to Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars. If you didn't enjoy it, just don't rate it. Just tell me and I'll <laughs> fix whatever the thing is that you didn't like about it. Um, but they're just, what they're meant to be is just a casual chat with some cool people that I like and that I think are interesting. And you guys have nailed it. So it's been a pleasure. So it's been a pleasure having you on. Pleasure to ta- uh, chat to you. No, thanks for having us man. I hope um I hope the next the next EP and the one after that are are a good success for you guys. Thanks very much, yeah. man. Yes, man. All right guys, so thank you very much for listening and uh yeah, as I said, check the guys out on all their socials. Cheers guys. Right, have a good one, bro. See you later.